quick language warning here. Sometimes Alice and I, we have potty mouths and we're working on that. So this is probably best for grown-up listening only. This is Body Shock, a podcast by two newbie parents, me, Alice Fenton, and my co-host Shannon O'Mara. We separate fact from fiction about what having kids does to your body and mind and what you can do about it. Hello. Hi. Alice, today we're talking about abs. Yay, abs. (laughs) Now I know, abs, (laughs) gross. Who wants to talk about abs? Now, this topic usually would bore me to tears, but there's way more to it. True, true. As we've discovered, the word abs doesn't... 100% 100% cover it either. Like we're talking about all things core. We're talking stomach, back, pelvis, all the bits that kind of hold you in, hold you together. Yeah. And this area takes a huge hit when you're pregnant because for those of you that don't know, that middle section of your body is where the baby goes. Is it? Yeah. So yeah, so the baby goes in your tummy, but also once the baby is out, even further damage can occur to those very kind of stretchy stomach muscles because we naturally compensate for areas of weakness and throw our posture all out when we're carrying around the baby, the pram, the capsule, all of those things in the first six months to a year. And it's really important that you heal and rebuild your core. So we went and spoke to physiotherapist and clinical Pilates instructor Petra Koenig from the studio in Roselle. And now I thought Pilates was a fancy person's activity. It's actually not at all. And you'll hear in a sec from Petra, who just has a huge amount of knowledge on the topic. A lot of her clients are women. Many of them are new mums. And yeah, she's just, she knows a lot. It's not actually for fancy people at all. No. Pilates for all. Pilates for all. (laughs) So yeah, Petra, like a number of fitness practitioners these days, is really focused on helping mums rebuild their strength from the inside out, which sounds like a a kind of disgusting visual. But the reality is that if you just jump straight into regular exercise post-baby, you can cause more harm than good. Yeah. So first up, we want to clarify exactly what abdominal separation actually is. Yeah, because everyone tells you about it and like you should be scared of abdominal separation. But what actually is that? I didn't know before I had a baby. Me neither. So abdominal separation, this is a, you know, two words that can really instill a fair amount of panic in um, first-term, first-time mums. However, it's, it's important to understand this will occur in 70 to 100, 100% of pregnant women. It's a necessary and natural process, so it involves the stretching of the abdominals to allow for the enlarging uterus and growing baby. So this is really inevitable in any given pregnancy. So your best bet for an accurate assessment um, of your potential abdominal separation is to check in with a physio specialising in women's health. Um, Things that you can look out for at home are doming or bulging around the belly when lifting barb or getting out of bed. Um, Your physio will be able to test the depth and width of any separation and guide you how to best manage and essentially close the gap postnatally. So good to have a clear understanding of abdominal separation. Mm. Yeah, and the other phrase you hear bandied about a bit is transverse abdominals, sometimes called TVA or TA muscles. I didn't know what they were either, did you? No. Is that bad that I don't know what these things are? I don't know. know. Probably, maybe, I don't know. But we thought you, dear listener, might like a quick rundown of what these important little guys do. The transverse abdominus, or TA, is basically the corset muscle that wraps around the lower back and attaches to the base of the rib cage and the top of the pelvis. 
So if you imagine your lower abdomen to be like a tin can, the TA makes up the inner metal that holds all the tin's content secure. So in a human sense, it provides support to our abdominal and pelvic content. And then the six-pack muscles, which sit on top, are more like the pretty branding on a can that we can see. So to properly recover postnatally, it's important to address these muscles from the inside out. So hence we always start by educating women how to engage their TA before they begin working the outer or six-pack muscles. So to put it simply, a TA contraction involves the dental drawing in of the belly button towards the spine. This is most effective as you exhale or breathe out. Uh, The belly should draw in or flatten when performing an effective TA contraction, so bracing or aggressively um, engaging or holding your breath is a big no-no when it comes to training the TA because this does put excessive strain on our superficial muscles and bears down on our pelvic floor, which is really counterproductive. Alice, no one wants excessive strain on your pelvic floor. I think there's been plenty of strain in that area already. (laughs) I need to add some more. Well, exactly. Not without a bigger purpose, being a baby coming out. So your TVA, transverse abdominals, they are your friends, ladies. Yeah, but it's not about crunching. No crunches. No crunches without TVA. TVA first. And if you don't know, if you're a little bit unsure about how to contract your TVA, it's really worth getting someone to show you. I actually got Petra to show me, and I had been doing things a little bit wrong. Yeah. Get the professionals, people. They know stuff. (laughs) It's worth it. I got pretty bad back pain, particularly in the later stages of pregnancy and when I slept. Definitely. I couldn't get comfortable when I was sleeping either. Side, can't sleep on your back anymore because that's apparently really bad for your baby. Yeah. And then when you get up in the morning. Yeah. But also actually while walking and sitting. Back pain all the time. Here's what Petra had to say about back pain. So there are specific exercises that will help that along with you know, adopting healthy sleeping patterns. So popping a pillow between your knees at night to take the pressure off your back, wearing appropriate footwear, avoiding wearing things like high heels that will accentuate that postural sway. So you don't just give into it and say, look, it's late stage pregnancy. I'm just doomed to have back pain for the next, you know, few months. There, there are definite strategies to put in place, but unfortunately you're predisposed to it. You know, there's this unnatural process happening at the front of your belly. So we just need to figure out what are the causes for you as an individual and how can we best manage that. When it comes to the rectus diastasis, that is the technical term for your abdominal separation, there's no actual research to show how we can stop it happening. You know, it, it is a natural process, but, you know, there are certain things that we can avoid to minimise minimize the effect of the separation. So avoiding things like aggressive strain on the abdomen so exercises like crunches and sit-ups as you start to show during pregnancy learning how to move efficiently so log rolling out of bed rolling to your side bringing your legs off the bed pushing up through your arms rather than flinging yourself up same applies when you're getting up out of the couch not using your abdominals to brace and pull yourself forward you know there are various garments that are really helpful as well so wearing various garments around your pelvis or your belly to support the load of your belly to take the pressure off your back Um, and like I said, specific exercises that help build the strength around your pelvis and maintain as much abdominal um, contraction as you can. During our conversation with Petra, we inevitably sort of went on a bit of a tangent and we ended up talking about balance and food and just how much women's bodies change during this time. And I found her insights really fascinating. Yeah, she had a nice approach to it. One of, I guess, acceptance. Yeah. Here's what she had to say. 
you, you, you need to be kind to yourself. Life with kids is tough. And if you want to pour yourself a glass of red after a hard day at it, or you need that blueberry muffin with your coffee, just go for it. But all good things in moderation. And then on the other end of the eating spectrum, which is interesting, we often do see busy mums who, you know, you, you tend to put yourself second at meal times, And apart from a few nibbles here and there, you, you can get to the end of the day and realise, look, I haven't even had a substantial meal since yesterday. So I sort of have learned since working with so many um, postnatal women that the whole forgetting to eat thing mm-hmm. is actually, it's real. Um, so it's important to remember that, you know, your little one is totally dependent on you and you're completely useless if you are deficient of energy and don't have enough fuel to up and go. So not only does neglecting um, yourself in a dietary sense result in like a rundown energy deficient body but you do end up hanging on to that excess uh, baby weight because your body tends to panic and go into starvation mode so long and the short is you just have to eat well move daily but treat yourself for sanity it's important to remember that once a mum always a mum so women need to accept that their bodies they may never feel exactly as they once did and look a few stretch marks here and there wider hips and sometimes even larger feet something that you might just be stuck with but you know they're just war wounds that you know show the crazy powerful process your body's been through so we just sort of have to embrace that move on and find the new new you and accept it i like the way she calls them war wounds yeah embrace the new you be proud of the new you maybe it's not the same but who cares it's probably better in a lot of ways stronger even we had to ask the question though how important is core strength to overall health really we're all busy right is it worth the investment of time? Here's what Petra said about it. Maintaining healthy posture and a strong core, it can have positive effects on your digestion, energy levels, breathing, stress levels, continence and associated self-confidence um, and your sex life. So I could actually go on for days on the benefits of core strength. And I understand we are all time poor, but the good news is core strength is one of those things that you can implement it into your day-to-day tasks So if you learn how to effectively use your core, you can then incidentally train these muscles all day long without even having to hit the gym. Without having to go to the gym. Mm, Not hitting the gym sounds good. Sounds great, doesn't it? Mm, I can do that. That sounds like a fitness regime that works for me. Yes, pop it in the diary, Alice. (laughs) Now, Alice, you you ended up um, having a large lobster claw. (laughs) scenario going on with your body, didn't you? Yes. For people who can't see me, I have one lobster claw and one normal arm. No, what Shannon's talking about is the fact that I have one really super strong arm, like just amazing biceps, because my daughter insists on being carried on one side. Like she's, yeah, okay, maybe she's a bit of a brat, but she refuses to be carried on my left. She's beautiful. Loves to be carried on the right. So I've got one amazing arm and one that's kind of getting a bit T-Rex over here from from lack of use. (laughs) And also since having had a baby, I'm kind of permanently stooped. It probably started with the breastfeeding where you're leaning over a little bit and then the pushing of the pram, you lean over a little bit more and then just picking up the baby all the time. So posture is an area that I thought, and Petra agreed, many mums need to put a little bit more focus on. Did you find that too, Shannon? Absolutely. In fact, one of the best pieces of advice I received in the early newborn stage was that 
every morning before you get, once you get out of bed is to actually really stretch your arms back and sort of stretch yourself out. To We're actually doing it right now yeah, in the studio and it feels us. really good. It does feel good. So we got it at home with us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is an exercise audio tape. <laughs> anyway, back to the professionals. Petra had some advice on posture as well. New baby means feeding and changing a gazillion times around the clock and that involves a heck of a lot of bending and hunching. So look, a heavier than normal bust certainly adds strain to the neck and shoulders and this combined with you know the new repetitive demands of nursing a newborn can lead to a stoop posture and neck pain and, and headaches. Uh, there are great pillows which can supply support uh, to the chest, belly and spine while sleeping and feeding. Pelvic belts and pre- and postnatal garments can assist postural control around the pelvis and lower back, especially when women are exhausted and need this little extra support. I think they're super valuable and totally worth investing in. Decent feeding chairs are also a great investment. And an appropriate sized pram and change table do make all the difference in combating a hunchback. So it is actually really best to invest in an appropriately sized um, equipment for you rather than a poorly sized hand-me-down that may seem really cost efficient but not so body efficient. So one of the things I've really taken away from almost every interview we've done so far as part of this podcast is that there's a huge amount of help support out there for new mums and it's something that you should really take advantage of. I didn't and now that I know it's there I wish I had. I really thought that it was just like well you're a mum you're just supposed to be able to do it and the idea of going to see a professional or even paying money to especially the paying money to get advice from somebody just seemed a bit strange. Absolutely but the investment is really worth it and you shouldn't be too proud to sort of you know, oh, I'm just being fussy because I have a bit of shoulder pain. That shoulder pain's affecting how you are as a mum and as a person and you should you should absolutely reach out and get the expertise you need. I think it's so important that women know that there is so much help out there. We don't just have to give in to this process and think that we have to put up with the aches and pains every day. There is help and it comes in all shapes and sizes. So get out there and see what's available to you. was Petra Koenig talking about abdominal separation, transverse abdominals, finding balance and getting help early for the aches and pains when you need it. So next week we're talking about change of identity, head and heart with Jackie Lunn and Belinda Williams. They're going to make you feel a whole lot better about all of the many and varied neuroses that new parents experience in the first year. Don't miss it. If you love the podcast, find us on iTunes and rate us to help other people find us too.